<clears throat> one, two, one, two, one, two. Go on. One, two, three, one, two, three. <clears throat> are you um are you, you apologising first or am I apologising first? Do you want me to go first? You go first. All yeah. right. I, I'll say sorry to you. Okay. Because Anthony Joshua wasn't the A side. All right. You were right. Thank you. Two weeks ago, you made the ridiculous statement. I threw shade on it. I gave you shit on social media, every radio program that I ever went on. <laughs> I did it on last week's show. Turns out you know what you're talking about. Thank you. So I'll give you that. You've now. Do I need to apologise for you? To no, you no, no. You don't have to apologise to me, but what I want you to apologise to. Well, I, I can acknowledge. Do you want me to acknowledge you? No, no, no. Oh, okay. Because Sorry. we'll get to that hopefully in the episode, but I want you to apologise to, and I quote unquote, the fat little Mexican pudding. <laughs> Did I really say that? Quote, unquote, faster sounds in heavyweight boxing, fuck off. <laughs> Quote, unquote, don't drink the Kool-Aid, he has no chance. <laughs> just, just to him, just to apologise to him. So I'll apologise to everyone uh, at Sky who said, this is going to be an amazing fight, definitely yeah. worth 20 quid, because yeah. they were fucking right. Yeah. So yeah. Sky box office, apology. And then to the new... Yeah. Undisputed heavyweight champion of the world. Man has you, the BBC belt, you, but yeah, you know, yeah, he's, yeah, he's got yeah. most of the belts. Yeah. Uh, to the new and the first ever Mexican heavyweight champion of the world. Mm-hmm. Mate, I am sorry. Respect. Dad bods like me the world over rejoiced. Splendid stuff. Let's start the show. This, this, this is Fight Disciples. We are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples, UFC and Boxing Talk. Lord Nelson, Lord Beaverbrook, Sir Winston Churchill, Sir Anthony Eden, Clemmer Attlee, Henry Cooper, Lady Diana, Maggie Thatcher... Your boy took one hell of a beating. Eddie Hearn, Underharmer, Lucas said. Them little weirdos that knock about you carrying your bags. Beats by Dre. Drake, your boy took one hell of a whooping. He didn't just get knocked out with one shot. It was relentless from start to finish. Congratulations, Andy Ruiz Jr. Oh, your yes. fat little Mexican pudding. He did the business, didn't he? Put your gym membership away. Get to Greg's. <laughs> no need for muscles. They don't win fights. Mexicans do. Arriba! <laughs> oh my days. Oh my days, eh? He never even you know, do you know what? I was I was driving in then and I had um I was listening to a radio show and they were going, they were talking about, hey, is it the biggest upset? Is it a Buster Douglas against Tyson? Is it Rachman against Lennox Lewis? And I'm like, no, it's none of them because all of them were lottery punchers. Yeah. All of those guys threw a lottery punch, knocked out the heavyweight champion of the world, defined their life, changed their lives. Great. Well done. This was different. Andy Ruiz didn't land a lottery punch. Andy Ruiz just knocked fuck out of <laughs> Anthony Joshua, beat him up. Beat him up. Just beat the shit out of him. Not only that, and he didn't even stop him. He made the guy formerly number one, the guy that Eddie Ayn tells us is the A-side. I told you he wasn't, but... All right. He made him quit on his feet. Didn't want to fight no more. Didn't want to fight no more. Ooh, you've got in. Honest. AJ spewed it. There you go. Oh, shit. And the first time you do it, it's the hardest time. But he's done it. He spewed it. Shed everywhere. Spewed it. I'd say you something. Andy Ruiz, fair fucks to you, mate. Oh. You pulled all up. Do you know something? I'm, I'm kind of enjoying having my pants pulled down and having my ass slapped all over the place. Social media has been rife for 24 hours. Yes, all right. I put a little tweet out there last week going, look at this fanboy, won it off the back of a packet of cornflakes, this kid, holding all the belts, enjoying himself for his day out with a champion. <laughs> Fucking hell. That tweet aged well, <laughs> didn't it? It's gone mad. I've had to I'll switch let, my phone let, off because every two minutes it's going off going, you've got another notification. <laughs> just Fuck see, off. Did you see even I trolled this Instagram <laughs> account because you put the... Yeah, you before did. the fight... You, you trolled had... us. You're trolling us. It's your fucking company, mate. <laughs> Trolling my own business. Fucking brilliant. Oh, Mood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Andy Ruiz, man. Fucking hell. Listen, before we get into the inquest, Woo. obviously we're going to talk heavily about the AJ side of things, of course we mm. are. But before we do that, I just want to go 
fucking congratulate. And that was why we had the music at the top of the show. It was the Andy Ruiz show. He was absolutely sensational. Yeah. All the shit he was talking about in the build-up to the fight where he was like, hey, I feel pretty good. I've gone first time in 10 years. I've gone into back-to-back camps. Uh, the guy I've just fought was pretty much six foot eight, the same as Anthony Joshua. Similar style, similar... Ah, ah, literally, the stars were lying for me here. <laughs> you know, wasn't many people listening because most people were still looking at his belly and laughing. However, when you... W- he was right. He was fucking absolutely on the money right. Joshua looked made for him. Like, Ruiz just... From the very first bell... I had to, do you know what? I had to watch it. I had to wait because I was tanked, obviously, on Saturday for obvious reasons. And we'll talk about that in the UFC show. But the when I watched it back on Sunday, because I was like, I woke up, hung over to bits, and was like, did that? Did that happen mm. at five a.m. this morning? Did that actually fucking happen? And it did happen, and it was worse than I remember. I woke up and was going, okay, now Joshua got battered and stopped, and I thought, okay, I was tanked. Let me go back and see at what point he gets hit with a lottery punch. And okay, he probably doesn't recover from that third round. No, he doesn't. Temple shot. But he dropped Andy Ruiz, I would say, with the bigger shot in the same round. Yeah. And he fucking didn't. he come back from it. Yeah. And there were, I can't remember what round it was, but Andy Ruiz absolutely ate an uppercut. Proper ate it. Like, yeah. full on. And it would have taken the majority of people's heads yeah. off. And he just went full terminator. It was just like someone had threw a KFC at him. He just went, um, <laughs> no problem. Um, um, um. Hit me. Easy. Not a problem. Mate, he was to go into Anthony Joshua's body. I'm like, Joshua was supposed to be going to your body. And he was just tearing Joshua. He fucking tear, tore him up. Tore him up. Mm. Uh, it was new, a phenomenal performance. Yeah, it was. It was. New unified uh, champion, we're anticipating a rematch. Listen, we're going to give you a little bit of a scenario. Are we? Well, we need to talk about that shit well, because on. we're going to give you a story of what might happen this year now with the heavyweight division because he's come along and absolutely fucking thrown spanners all over the gaff. However, let's get into Joshua, right? Ruiz makes his ring walk. He's in the ring. Yeah. Then there's all that. Where's Joshua? Why yep. is it taking so long? Then he comes out. So you think, all right, okay, they were just fucking about maybe playing a bit of mind games, whatever it may be. As he's making his ring walk, you're looking at him and you're thinking. All right, this is a little bit down. This is a little bit diluted. This isn't uh, an Anthony Joshua ring walk that we've been used to for the last mm-hmm. eighteen months. Mm-hmm. But okay, it's his first one in Madison Square Garden. Different surroundings. Maybe they're not giving him the pomp and ceremony. Sound. Let him do the ring walk. So he gets the ring walk. Gets into the ring. Right. Then during the introductions, I have never ever seen him look so passive. Yeah. Ever. Like he's in the corner, he's having a fucking neck massage. And that was a neck massage. We're not talking a little bit of a slap around the chops, are we? Yeah. It was a neck ma- like propagating him revved up. Yeah. He looked like he wasn't interested. He's chewing his mouthpiece like fucking naughty matter. Like he'd just done a gram. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He were all over the gaff, weren't he? Yeah. Little bit of conversations back and forth. Just did not look into it whatsoever. Never looked like he were in the room. First couple of rounds, he comes out. I'm thinking... All right, are you going to do much? Because it was just like he lost the first round. Yeah, he comes through, out through lack of activity. He did nothing. No. He, he stick. He didn't jab. He stuck his arm out there. Yeah, yeah. And it was like he was trying to pull away in order to try and come through with maybe a big right hand or something. I don't know what he was doing. It just didn't get going. Third round, he obviously gets clipped. Well, he dropped Ruiz first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, from the moment that he got hit on the head with that with that temple shot, and let's let's roll this back. Dillian White did him with a left hand. He, uh, yep. he stumbled in with a left hand. Uh, Klitschko did him right down the pipe, and he's hurt him a couple of times as well in that fight with left hands. It's it's a, it's a, a blueprint now for Anthony Joshua, yep. and um, Ruiz has done this at the weekend. When he goes back to the corner, I've never seen anything like that ever with any fighter. He looked like a lost little boy talking mm-hmm. to his dad in a crowd of people, yeah. like he didn't know what the uh, fuck uh, was going on. At what point he asked... What did he? What did he hit me with? Yeah. So he didn't even fucking see the shot, and then he said, "What shall I do?" Yeah. What do you think he's going to do next? Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, "What the fuck is this conversation?" Honest to God, like, what the fuck is going on? Like, Josh. So Joshua literally can't figure out Andy Ruiz himself. What do you think he's going to do next? Fucking mental. Hang on, yeah. mate. You're the fucking unified champion of the world. What, what, what are you talking about? Yeah. What did he hit me with? What shot hurt him? What yeah. should I do next? No, your coach is telling you what to do. Mm-hmm. Just follow the fucking instruction. And it was simple as well. Double yeah, jab, but, right hand. Yeah. That's all. That's what McCracken up saying to him. Two jabs and a right hand. Two jabs and a right hand. But then he just went. Then he goes in and stands square on, starts trying oh, to fucking throw hooks. That was when he was engaging. Ruiz was quicker, sharper, way more aggressive. Wanted it. Honestly, I got to... Got to the end of the fight again when I watched it back. 
uh, on Sunday. And I'm I'm thinking he doesn't want to be heavyweight champion of the world. He doesn't want it no more. Yeah. He doesn't want to be here anymore. Now, is that because the old fucking shout about silk sheets? But then we're led to believe, if you if you believe the rhetoric that we they pipe out about Sheffield, oh, he lives in a fucking bed set, the same one he had for the Olympics. He hasn't done that for this game. He hasn't got a team. He's oh, been in Miami. But he's been to Miami. Yeah, but he, he was only in Miami for a couple of weeks. Prior to that, he was in Sheffield, the, the same old routine. Because mm. I seen the interview in Miami, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. like, it's good in Miami, yeah, but I, I was hard dragging away because my camp was going brilliantly at home. But I'm here in Miami. Actually, it's sound. I'm doing all right. So there was nothing wrong with his camp. There's been no reaction in the aftermath, 24 hours now almost. There's been no reaction to say this has happened or that's happened or there was a problem here or he was sick or whatever. something has fucking happened. I'm telling you now. Something in his head has happened. Yes. He doesn't want to be. He spewed it. He fucking spewed it. There's, he didn't want to be in there. Right. He doesn't want to be the heavyweight champion of the world anymore. When I'm watching, you that, can't force him to fight. If he doesn't, he doesn't want to fight. Mm. When I when I'm watching that at four four thirty in the morning, I'm seeing him and I, I'm 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 looking at it through eyes of, of him being gracious in defeat. And I thought to myself, all right, that's nice. That's what I want to see from my champion. I don't want him being a little bitch, but I want to see a little bit of fucking hell about yeah, him. Yeah. There was none of it. No, he was absolutely weight of the world's off my shoulders. Do you know, so that's exactly what it felt like to me. Yep. It felt like... Do you remember... I know this is a bit of a cross thing, so if you don't listen to our Mixed Martial Arts show, you might not have heard us talk about this. Rose Namahunis, right? Yep. When she did her press conference, when she lost her belt a couple of weeks ago in the UFC, first thing she said, she went, I'm delighted I'm no longer champion. Yeah. Sometimes the pressure of being champion is just fucking too much for some people. Mm-hmm. And that is what it felt like. I'm not saying it is, because I ain't seen any further interviews with him. and I ain't spoken to him. I haven't got a feel for being around him. But that's what it felt like to me. It was like he was delighted that he was no longer the hunted. It mm. was del- it was like he just went, oh, thank fuck for that. Yeah, yeah. Right, okay, sound. Don't know what I'm going to do now, sweet as. And he, it, it, yeah. was, it was Perfect. like... Perfect. I don't yeah. know what I'm going to do now because the talk, everyone's wilder, fury, this, white, this, come here, we go there, go there. Let's just beat Ruiz and then we'll do this. This is our American debut. We told then we can do this. And the zone, people from the zone are going, oh, we'll give him 80 million. We'll yeah. do this and we'll do that. All that's going on. I mean, it's like he just didn't want it anymore. He wanted to just turn the volume down on all that. And the way to do it was to, as soon as Ruiz caught him, it was like he didn't want to be in there no more. How many rounds did he win? Did you score him winning any rounds? A couple. Second round? Yeah. I I thought he won the second. Obviously, the third round was crazy because of all the knockdowns. Yeah. Then he goes goes missing. 7-7. That was a fucking mad round, weren't it? Goes missing for for three rounds. And then he gets nailed and, 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 and quits. I just do you think it is a massive case of silk pajamas or do you think it is a case of that pressure? I'd like to think it's that pressure. I'd like to think that because I, you know I'm bought into the rhetoric that he lives like a monk in Sheffield. He doesn't even turn the TV on. All he does is train, all he does is work. Sometimes he does his runs in his in army boots like Muhammad Ali used to be and all. Yeah. You know, my issue is listen, do you know what it reminded me of? This reminds me of a couple of David Price's performances. 100%, mate. When he's fucking exhausted, what, out on his feet, leaning against the ropes, looking at the referee, like, and the referee's going, come forward, lift your hands up, and he's still leaning on the ropes. Yeah. At one point, the referee said to him, walk towards me, and Joshua just laid against the ropes. Yeah. And the referee walked to him, wiped his gloves, and went, go on, carry on. He could have stopped the fight then. Yeah. So when, he, when the stoppage did actually come, you, know, you could see it all... The referee's talking to him in the corner. The he's, stoppage is bang on. He's had, oh yeah, because he doesn't give him anything. He exactly. Respond to him. He won't. He won't talk to him. He's, he's trying to talk to him, and he's looking in the corner. Yeah. Like he wants out. Well, look at similar to Amir Khan the other week in, yeah. in New York when he, he was looking to the corner, and the referee's going, "Do you need five minutes?" Yeah. And he's looking to the corner, going, "Help me, help me, help me." And if you compare that to Tyson Fury, look what happened to him. He was out cold. Yeah. Miles Lane. He said to him before the fight, and we've heard this now. Before Jack. the fight, he said, "Listen, I will, I will, I will give you. Sorry, Jack. Yeah. yeah I will yeah. give you all the chances in the world." But this is what I want you to do. If you do go down, you get up, walk to the right, walk to the left. You're responsive with me. What yeah. did Fury do immediately? Because he wanted to be in the fucking fight. Exactly. Straight up, left, right, right. I'm here, mate. Let's crack on. You know what I mean? I might yeah. just spin it with a fucking howitzer, but I'm getting up there. He did. Joshua give us nothing. He just went into the corner. He's looking around. He's having a. You think to yourself, "Fuck me, mate." He looked exhausted. Yeah. He looked physically. And emotionally exhausted. Well, that's another thing. He was asking Rob McCracken Jr., why is, why is my body doing this? Why, yeah. why, why do I feel like this? Yeah. During the rounds. And I'm like, this is mad. This this could end up really bad. Yeah, yeah. He would should... the referee saved him? It would have done. And, and, and listen, I said this last week. Ruiz is not even a puncher. Imagine what Wilder would have done to him to, oh, on, on last night. Imagine Fury would have stopped him last night, definitely. Like, 
The thing, every heavyweight now in the world, including Dillian White, is kicking themselves up the fucking arse. Every one of them. Yep. And I include Wilder and I include Fury in that as well. Because they were apparently they were all offered the fight. Ortiz, if Ortiz isn't right now choking his fucking manager who tried to get him more money, then he's fucking mental because Ortiz is a big editor than fucking... And he would have been heavyweight in champion of the world but right now. He'd have been the guy. He'd Jure- have been the man. Jarrell Miller, stay off the fucking gear, mate. It was there for you. Dillian missed his opportunity. Dillian White should be fucking kicking himself right now. Because if Dillian White faces that Anthony Joshua, he, beats him. he smashes him to bits. Just, right now, it's you can only go off the last performance. And right now, Anthony Joshua. Wow. It, usually I go, if you beat that guy, you replace that guy. So if you beat the world number one, if you're number 10, you go to number one. And usually the number one goes to two or three. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you kind of juggle it around a little bit. But in this case... I feel like they should swap places. I think I think Andy Ruiz now is okay. He's probably not going to go number you one. You reckon he's the A number side. three? He's he, the number three he's in the, the world. A side. I'd say he's number three <laughs> in the world. Joshua, after that performance, it's hard to put Josh in the fucking top ten. He he was that bad, and something serious has gone on. Something is either mentally, physically. They keep saying he was fine. He was fine. Great camp. In good shape. Nothing wrong with him. So emotionally, then something has gone wrong. Mm. The strength and conditioning look shot to bits. This is Anthony Joshua. He will, I guarantee, well, you've been there. Yeah. The facilities and the people he works with yeah. are some of the very best sports scientists in the world. Mm-hmm. Every fucking weight he lifts, macro he puts into his body, everything else is done to the finest, finest detail to make him explosive, fast, brilliant over 12 rounds. For him to be blown out of his ass after three rounds, he was yeah. gone before the even before the shot, he was gone. Yeah, end of the second, start of third, he's fucking <laughs> huffing away. My my mate texts me right. He's a big football fan. He likes the big fights. So he, he was up watching the Joshua thing. He texts me midway through the fourth round. He said, "Who do you think will win this? Will Will Joshua get back into it?" I said, "Mate, he's gone now. Yeah. He is gone. There, he isn't coming back from this. Mm-hmm. This kid's just going to take him out at some point." And he ended up doing so in the seventh round. It was mad to watch, just completely mad. I just hope that he's now got a good set of people around him, some proper people, because let's be straight, there's a lot of fucking people getting weighed in off Anthony Joshua. There's a lot of people yeah. eating off his plate, getting the crumbs off there, you know what I mean? And like you've just alluded to there, you know, oh, Ant, you've got to fight because X, Y, and Z, come and do this Lucas Air deal. Here, put your fucking headphones on during the weigh-in. Fuck that shit. Yeah, he's getting weighed in off Dre or whatever he's getting weighed in off. It's about fighting. He's got to be in the right mental headspace to get in the ring and go to fucking war. That's yeah. where he's got to be. He's got to have some good people around him who listen to him. He's got to be able to feel confident enough to talk about what has just happened, process it. Don't fucking rush back. Already last night they're talking, rematch, it'll be in November, it'll be in December. Well, hang on a minute. How do you fucking know that he's going to be in the right state of mind then? Exactly. Chill the fuck out. Exactly. Let this kid, he's a young man, he's 29 years of age, he's gone from, he's been non-stop since Olympic gold. Yeah, yeah. 2012, he's just been non-stop. Now it's a case of, right, breathe. Let's take stock. Fucking chill out, mate. Just mm. chill out. Proper chill out. Not like fucking off to Dubai, like, you know what I mean, smoking sheep and having a bit of a crap with your pals. Don't do fuck all for a bit. Proper analyse where you want to be now. He needs... Unless they know the answer, unless, be, obviously, the public front is he's physically he was sound. Well, if they know the answer, he shouldn't have been in the ring. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because me- menta- it's got to know- be a mental thing. Mentally, Anthony Joshua is not the same fighter he was in the, 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 the Klitschko or even Pavekin or Klitschko. He's not the same guy. Now, did, did it take away some of his power fighting over in America? Did he feel out of place? Was it part of that? Was it. Because, you know, because. I was chatting away to my dad about it today, and um, and he was basically like, "Well, you know, first time in America." So, and I was like, "Fuck that! He's the heavyweight champion of the world." Yeah. And then I seen someone else on social media go, ah, "The problem is Andy Ruiz has just got that style that is and that is just not right for Joshua." I'm like, about? "Wait a minute! He's the fucking heavyweight champion of the world. He should know every style. Yeah. He should be able to beat every style." And let's not let's not get away from the fact as brilliant as he was. Andy Ruiz is six foot two and a beast. He's two hundred and sixty pound. He's a beast. He doesn't look after his body. He is not a prime athlete like fucking Anthony Joshua. I guarantee Andy Ruiz, who was quick to thank his mother, eats too much of his mother's fucking home cooking. AJ doesn't. AJ has people measuring every fucking ounce of sodium and macros and all that shit that goes in his body. He is a prime specimen. Mm. For him to blow, and for the fat dad bod. 
to destroy him the way he did. Something is not right. How good was that speech, though, by the way? How good was that speech? Mommy, we don't have to struggle anymore. I've changed our lives forever. Basically, that was his Conor McGregor moment. Crack out the red panties. That would be a little bit weird with your mum, like, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. But you get what I'm saying. I thought that was beautiful to hear him say Crack that out the tacos, mama. That's I'm coming it. home. I'm coming home, baby. Yeah. He has most certainly changed his life forever. And I'll tell you something. Now the narrative of this heavyweight division has totally gone all over the place. <laughs> yep. Go back to when Tyson Fury beat Klitschko. And you know how the, uh, the governing bodies then got involved. Obviously, we in a couple of days, the IBF ended up stripping him because he couldn't meet the mandatory regulations. There is a, an IBF situation hanging over, or was hanging over, Anthony Joshua. Yeah. It's not confirmed as of when, right, when that will be. The WBO situation was confirmed. September is when we're going to call your mandatory. That's when it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. We know currently number one is Dillian White. However, there's this lad from Ukraine, you might have heard of him, called Alexander Usyk. He was the WBO cruiserweight champion. When he steps up to heavyweight, he can obviously activate his clause as the former WBA champion at the weight class below and become mandatory at heavyweight. Check this out. This is what could happen. If the WBO are a set of cunts, and listen, they're well within the right to be so, Mm -hmm. we can say, listen, we told you in September it's going to happen. If Anthony Joshua is not ready by September, and I don't think he will be. I don't. Right? So he's not ready for September, okay? But let's say he's going to be ready for January. Andy, you're doing the, the, the rematch with Anthony Joshua, right? So the WBO say, right, we want you to fight the mandatory. Andy Ruiz might have to give up the WBO belt in order to keep, keep AJ. Yeah, to keep... Yeah, because why would he not want to keep AJ? It's fucking life-changing money. Why yeah, would yeah, he not yeah. want to do that? Of course, Wembley he's, Stadium yeah, or whatever it's still it is. big door and he's still got two of the belts, mm-hmm. right? So he gives up his WBO belt. Usyk's obviously the mandatory challenger, so yeah. he's in there. With fighting Dillian, Dillian White... White. For the WBO Heavyweight Championship of the World? Yeah. Oh, my days. Great fight. Oh, my days. Yeah. Plus, yeah, there's another way to look at There's multiple ways to look there's at this There's tons of ways. There's <laughs> tons of ways that this could go. Don't forget who Andy Ruiz is fucking managed by. Al Heyman. Yeah. And who else does Al Heyman fucking look after? Deontay Wilder, the WBC champion. So, don't even... Andy Ruiz might even go, I'm fighting Wilder. In December. I don't fuck, go, we're going undisputed. Fuck, fuck your rematch clause. I'm going to go and fight Wilder. Now, Eddie might go, ah, oh, fucking, you know, contract to court and stuff all like that, that shit. But Al Heyman then goes, I'll pay that. Don't for, <laughs> yeah, but don't, don't forget, though, in America, they have something called the Muhammad Ali Act, yes. which protects fighters from being exploited by promoters. Yeah. Now, they may be able to exploit that, or as you say, Al Heyman might just go, don't worry about it. Cherry Ching, there you go, Eddie. See you later. Close the door on your way out. There's oh. the there's the fucking departure lounge. Can you lounge. imagine if, the, if oh, Ruiz and Wilder are going at it for the undisputed? All the belts. End of the year. Oh, my days. <sighs> the heavyweight division now is all over the place. Bonkers. But exciting. Bonkers. So Brilliant. wide open because we knew, going check this out, going into this week, Wilder's going... Fighting Ortiz next. Oh, fuck off. Why are we doing that again? Yeah. I'm definitely going to fight Fury. Okay, it's a great fight, but we want to see Undisputed. We want to see Undisputed. That's what we want to do. Deontay, why are you doing this now? He knew. Yeah. <laughs> Joshua then goes, oh, my beer. I'll fucking sort this out, lads. <laughs> Bang. Wide open. Yeah. Wide open again. What a mad week in the heavyweight division. It's just gone absolutely crackers. Now, there's so many caveats, so many avenues, so many different things that can happen. Yeah. Dillian White must be sat there going, right, who wants it? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, baby, let's yeah. go. Al Heyman must have phoned Lewis Ortiz and just gone, um, you haven't signed that contract yet, have you? Because uh, we're fucking rescinding the fuck out of that. That's it. Big Andy's getting a shot with Deontay. And, pff, mate, I tell you what, it, listen, from a personal point of view, because we've both met AJ, I know, I know we're fucking having a little, but we're allowed to because this is sports and it's sports entertainment. And at the end of the day, He's a multi-multi-millionaire, so, you know, it's his landing will be I soft. Think, I think we've been more than fair to him. My, my main concern is that... He's not right. That, what he's at psychologically. That's exactly. It. That's all I'm concerned Listen, about. He's been, a br- he's been a brilliant champion, and he's a real good role model in this sport. But what I seen last night is not right. You should... A heavyweight... He the heavyweight the champion of the world should not quit in a ring. Should not look, act, talk... Do the things he was doing. Yeah, just watching it, his mannerisms, the way he's responding, his lack of talking with the referee or re- listening to the referee, the way he chose to go down on one knee, he's looking to the corner, the questions he was asking Robert McCracken. Something is fundamentally wrong there. Mm. And you're right. I, I think it's wrong for Eddie Hearn. Don't rush him back. To go, eh, definitely doing a rematch, definitely doing a rematch. This one's gonna, got to happen. No, man, just fucking make sure that guy is fucking Sound. legit first. And then let him make that decision. 
This is one where AJ's got to go. You know what, boys? Everyone just fuck off. I'm just going to go and go and spend some time with me, ma- me family, whatever. Exactly. Look what happened and to Tyson. just switch off. When it all went tits for Tyson, look what happened to him. He was on the brink of committing suicide, that yeah. fella. We don't Mental. want that. Absolutely look, not. No. I hope he's got Tyson. some good people around him and they look after him. Tweet of the night as well. Go ahead. Tyson Fury. Oh, you see that? Mate. He's a fucking legend, isn't he, he is, Tyson? He, listen, for all the shit that people throw on him and all the shit that he talks about other people, do you know something? He knows. Yeah. He knows the shit. And he's he's proven He knows me, the pressure. He's proven to me within one tweet last last night or a couple of nights ago now when you're listening to this, he's the fucking champ. Yeah, yeah. He knows what he's doing. Exactly. And I wouldn't be surprised if he offers a little bit of an olive branch out to Anthony Joshua in order to find out where he's at in his head yeah. and say, listen, man, this is the fucking path that you need to be going down yeah, in yeah. order to help him get to wherever he needs to get to. He's that, he comes across as that type of guy, does Tyson? Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. Um, other fights. Callum Smith oh. is an absolute fucking animal. Yes, I know it's Hassan and Dam. And I know that Hassan and Dam has been hurt before by fighters at lower weight categories. I know that he's a career middleweight and Callum Smith's just fucking massive and he's probably a, more likely to be a light heavyweight sooner rather than later. But at the end of the day, you've got to go in there and you've got to go and do the business. Yep. His catch, left hook, oh. is fucking wankable when yeah. the socks come and it's the amazing. socks are coming when yeah. the socks come in I want you to just go back and watch that fight however long it lasted and just knock the shit out your bloody cock That's it what was he does. unbelievable he done exactly the same thing against George Gross catches the right catches it and then fucking as soon as he catches it on the gloves that left hook comes in it's absolutely perfect it's a signature punch and it works every time and Damier dropped in the first with it dropped in the second with it then in the third round, he was looking for it and didn't see the right hand coming straight down exactly the pipe. Exactly that. What a fucking right hand that was. The fighting pride of Merseyside, absolutely. Callum did what Joshua was supposed to do. Yeah. I'll tell you what, if you're Canelo, no, don't get me wrong, Canelo's mint, right? But he's looked at that and goes, do you know something, I think, I think I'll stay here at middleweight. I think I'll stay here. I'm not going up there yet. Absolutely. Let him have it. Let, him, let somebody else deal with that. I'll deal with it when he's a bit beat up. <laughs> Fucking hell. You're not going up there for a bit of that shit, are you? I didn't know Canelo was from Bradford. Yeah, he, he talks a bit like that, does, uh, does Canelo. <laughs> <laughs> Mate. No, he was tremendous. Absolutely tremendous. And, you know, I spoke to him last week on the on our Fight Disciples Radio City talk show. Everyone probably listened to that one. And uh, speaking to him when he was in New York. And he was talking about the Canelo fight. But he, 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 even though he'd sparred with Ndam and stuff yeah. like that, he was still so 100% focused. You know, he'd fought in America before, but it was a long time ago. He's never fought in New York, never been Madison Square Garden, all that stuff. Yeah. But Callum Smith did his, did the job, did what the world number one is supposed to do. Mm. Now, listen, if we can't get Canelo September, because they're talking that he's going to fight September. Yeah. It's, uh, listen, 100%. If I mean Billy Joe Saunders went straight on social media and he's like going, Callum, I'm ready to dance. Listen, he needs that. He needs that level of competition. Let's not fuck about now. Mm-hmm. That level of competition. Eubank Jr., Billy Joe Saunders, Triple G, Canelo. If it's not one of them names, come on, man. We need that's the type, that's the level that we need to be playing at. Or obviously unify if he can unify one of the champions. I was gonna say if he can unify. I don't think yeah. they want to though. That's not gonna happen. I'm telling you now, that's not going to happen. Billy Joe Saunders has put his hand up, right? Let's do it. Because if Canelo and Triple G are fighting, Billy Joe Saunders need a knock. Do the fight. Callum Smith, Billy Joe Saunders is massive. I know that it's a nightmare yeah. logistically with, with promoters, yeah. with TV channels, with all sorts of bullshit. But I don't care. That's the fight. And if you can't make that fight, then get the Eubank Jr. fight. Just to tick over until Canelo then might be available May next year. Yeah. Yeah, uh, listen, I, I'm I'm certainly not against the Caleb Plant fight. It had he, should he come through with that IBF belt? I think that's next month. Um and obviously So Unify or one of those four names? 100%. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Anything yeah. else not interested? 100%. Yeah. Okay. Sweet. Um he Kate, was great. Katie Taylor, right? Now, listen, I just want I just want to get your opinion on the definition of a robbery, right? <laughs> within yeah. within boxing. This wasn't a robbery. Right. I'm glad you've said that. I sat there and I believe that Delphine Pearson should have won the fight. Yeah. Okay? And I'm led to believe that a lot of people ringside felt the exact same way. The commentary team most certainly uh, felt the same way. I had two feeds going as well. I had The Zone and I had Sky Sports going. Okay. All right? And they all were in agreement that Delphine Pearson was yeah. very unlucky. For me, it was a razor, razor tight fight. 
I only had a round in it because I had a few 10-10s because what I saw was early on in rounds, Katie Taylor doing extremely clean work, mm-hmm. then just taking a foot off the gas and not doing anything for the second minute of the fight, and Delphine Pierce soon, all right, it might not necessarily have been incredibly clean work, but there was a lot of pressure, a lot of... She was best. She was absolutely bullying it. Yeah. And I'll tell you something, if we'd have had three-minute rounds in that fight... Oh, sorry, that was the point I was just going to make. If we, if we had three-minute rounds in that fight, there wouldn't even be a question about it, because Delphine Pierce soon probably would have stopped her. Yeah. This is, this is why... I'm, one, I'm devastated, because I was so on the Katie Taylor gravy train. And I was so... You still are, mate. She's, yeah, she's yeah. the undisputed No, but I, I was so convinced that she was, like, the best female boxer I've ever seen. The, the, some of the stuff that she's done, you know, I watched the documentary. I was so bought in on Katie Taylor as a person mm. and becoming unified champion. But I, I've come away with me going, you never won that fight. You never won the fight. You don't deserve all those belts. And, that, and that's hard because I'm a big fan. I'm yeah. a huge fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm like you. I think women's boxing... Boxing in general just needs to go. Why? Why are the women doing two minute rounds? Like it's so fucking antiquated. It's it's like it's sport. Do, do, do three minutes if you want to. Like yeah, title fights, but do ten rounds. Well, they only do ten rounds anyway. Yeah, I don't understand why they're doing ten twos. They should just be doing ten threes. Yeah, you know tennis is the same set length, but they just do less games, don't they? Yeah, to, yeah, yeah. Over the whole thing, so. Listen, it works in MMA. They get, the women fighters in MMA do five-minute rounds and they do five rounds when it's a title fight. Yeah. And they, they're, they're not bothered. They're fucking equals. Women boxing should be treated as equals as yeah. well. Problem is, MMA is such a, a young sport that young people who are a bit more aware kind of run that sport and govern that sport, whereas boxing is so dated back to the Blazer Brigade. You know, look at any fucking big title fight and look at the row of... Our bastards sitting there in blazers at ringside at any big fight. It's mad. They're, they're the people running the sport. Yeah. And, they, and they, pro- they probably don't even want women boxing anyway. Get them the fuck out. Change the rules. Women's boxing should be three minute rounds. But if they are, Katie Taylor is flying back to Ireland now without mm. a belt. Delphine Pierce, soon, by the way, took holiday from her job as a police officer in order to face Katie Taylor. She was absolutely magnificent. The fight itself yeah. was brilliant. I thought Katie won the first half of it. Delphine Pearson most certainly won the second half of it. Like I said, it was razor, was razor tight. I, but I had it by a round. A round or two, yeah. There was a couple of rounds. Uh, uh, maybe two. But uh, I, I'm just disappointed because... It. It, it, there has to be a rematch. Yeah, 100%. There's got to be. There's, there's no way Katie Taylor can move forward because even... I've even seen a lot of, you know... Uh, I think it was... Was it Joe or one of the Irish... Based media outlets. Yeah, I put so, I put a fight report up, and all the all the people who follow it had, had commented it saying, "This is fucking disgusting." You're not going to mention the fact that it was a it was a terrible decision that she got a real bad homer decision in New yeah, York. Yeah, yeah. You're not going to talk about that. So even they're flagging it up with the Irish media, going, "No, nah, no, nah, don't be fucking pulling the wool over our eyes." We watched it. Yeah. So Katie Taylor's going to walk back into that after fans going, "Oh, Katie, you did fantastic, great." But, you know, let's be honest, did you win that fight? Yeah. And that's what she's going to be hit with. And she's not going to be able to live with that. She's that, There's more fan, chance of that happening before the end of the year than AJ versus Andy Ruiz Jr., I think. Mm. Um. So, my take on it, I mean, listen, if you want to call it a robbery, you're more than entitled to call it a robbery. For me, it wasn't a robbery as such, but it was a bad decision. It wasn't a robbery. It was a bad decision. It wasn't a robbery. Mm. Um, Josh Kelly. Love this fucker, right? Because he don't give a fuck what anybody thinks. Right? <laughs> he, he he got so much shit last time out for hanging his chin out there and getting tagged for fun. He goes and does the exact same thing again. Now, there's two questions on this. One, he didn't learn. Two, the matchmaking here is fucking bizarre. The kid's making his American debut. They put him in with Ray Robinson. Anybody that has watched this guy before knows that he's awkward as fuck. Nobody yeah. ever looks good against him. Nobody ever looks pretty against him. Big horrible southpaw. And when you've got the pretty boy technique, then it's never going to look good because we know, watching Josh, he he has a technique which is similar to a Naz, but he doesn't have Naz's power. He doesn't have one-punch knockout power. He's never yeah. shown us that so far in his, what, 10-11 fights in the professional game. When he actually went a little tighter and decided to box, he looked really, really good. When he wanted to then be a flashy fucker, he looked daft. And I think he's got away with one here. A draw, hopefully, wakes him up. Yeah. Slaps him out wrong. Listen, I don't want to curb all the flashiness because I love a bit of flashy. But you've got to fucking establish yourself in a fight first before you then become flashy. If you don't have one punch knockout power. No. 
It's uh, I'm like listen. I'm like you. You know, I've, I've got so much respect in the world for for Adam Booth as coach, but I, I just don't get what's going on with Josh Kelly. I just don't get the fights they're making for him. Like he dodged a bullet with Avanesian with Avanesian because he got starched that night. The perform- last two performances he's put in. Um, it's just weird that they're matching him up with these guys. That he's, you know, guys with so much more experience. It's it's like as if they're seeing something in the gym that we're not. Yeah, they're seeing this skill and the prowess, but with that power to back it up to end the fight with one punch. Yeah, but that's not delivering on the big stage. It, that's not coming out in his fights. His fights look messy. Mm. He leaves his chin out there, but he gets tagged. Yeah, it's not like Nazi slip it slips everything and brr. He gets tagged with stuff, but he persists with that style. It's weird. It, he's gone from being like the hottest prospect out of that whole Olympic golden age that have that are coming through at the moment, the real progression group. He's he's eighteen months ago we were going, he's the man, he's the man. And now we're like, Boatsy's definitely the man. Hundred percent, definitely the man. Look at the, look at compare them side by side. Right, they're both making the Madison Square Garden debuts at the weekend. Yeah, Boatsy went in meticulous, professional, took care of business in a in a textbook manner. Yeah. Against another veteran guy. Of course. Ve- been around Listen, the block, you not, know. We're not talking about... Peribian's a tough dude. Yes, but we're not talking like a, a crazy level. It's a good level. This is where he should be at at this moment in time. Josh should be at this level, right? But for some reason, it's all about... The Instagram, the Instagram generation. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas Bawatsi, I don't think gives a fuck about any of that. No. Bawatsi's a boxer. Mm-hmm. He's going into box. That's what he's going into. If you if you follow him, you're a fan of his. You like his stuff on Instagram or whatever it may be. Cool. But he's first and foremost a boxer. Yeah. He ain't getting sidetracked by the the razzmatazz. No. And that is evident in their performances. Because they're both they're both being matched the same way. They're both being matched with former world title contenders with vec- experience. But Bawatsi's turning it on he's 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 as you say he's in the moment where josh seems to always be like what's next do you know what i mean i always yeah, feel with josh what kelly what's in his in his mind is he thinking what's coming next is is the whole team around going okay just do that because over here we've got this hmm. and you don't seem to get that with buatsi it just seems to be a little bit more i don't know it's a little bit more focused with him Re- weird it's a weird time to be with josh, a fan about josh kelly right now yeah and I don't know what you do with him. Personally, I think he needs to come back down to domestic level uh, and fight some decent welterweights in the UK. There's some decent guys there. Let, let's see him rebuild that confidence. I think right now, matching him with former world title contenders on these big stages, and he's putting in performances like that, it, it's not good. It, it just doesn't seem like... He's better than what he's letting us... Yeah, yeah that's showing us. That, that's exactly what I'm trying to say. He's better than this. But don't forget, he's still in single... Fi- or was that his 10th? That might have been that his 10th. That was his 10th. He's nine now with a draw. <sighs> yeah. Um, just a note on Jamie Moore. That must have been the most heartbreaking yeah. decision of your coaching career. I think you've kind of alluded to saying the exact same thing on your on your social media. I said it straight away. As soon as it happened, I went, that must have been heart-wrenching. Because he looks at Tommy Coyle like his son. Mm. Tommy, He's been with Tommy Coyle for time. And at one point... I mean, he's told us his story many times, hasn't he? Before the Framptons and the Rocky Fieldings and the Martin Murrays came over to that particular gym and now it's obviously booming and thriving, they were both on the cusp of saying, right, one more fight, yeah. I'll call it a day, you call it a day, job, right, and we'll go and think of doing something else because Jamie had a wonderful career in punditry at Sky, didn't he? Yep. Tommy's fucking basically owns half of Hull. He's selling them all fruit and veg and his businesses with his restaurants and his bars and all the community work that he's doing up there. They don't need boxing, if no. we're really, really honest. They can make a living elsewhere. So therefore, they've got this unique bond that they've been there since the very, very beginning. We know that this was the pinnacle of Tommy's career at Madison Square Garden. So for his, one of his best mates who's coaching him to look look into his eyes and say, listen, pal, I'm going to pull you out here. That must have been very difficult. And I'll tell you something, that's the epitome of a world-class coach, yeah. mentality of a world-class coach. To be able to do that, even when there's so much emotion flowing around his body. Listen, Tommy was outclassed. Yes. There's no question about that. Yeah. I think he's even said himself, 
that he was out of his depth when it came yeah. to the class. We're talking about a former world champion that he was fighting. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, early doors, he fucking gave, it a it, he gave he, him a go. Didn't he just? Absolutely gave brilliant. him a go. And he can come away from that with his head held high. Getting no, dropped in the well. fourth, just mate, sucked, sucked the life out of him, didn't he? he has bit. achieved far much than he would have ever even dreamed that he would have achieved, yeah. right? He was Commonwealth champ, for fuck's sake. Superb, Tommy Coyle. You fought at Madison Square Garden against the former world champ and you threw the kitchen sink in it. You did, yeah. Take your hat off, pal. Superb. And Jamie Moore, well done. Yeah, I think it was a a hundred percent agree. The, the decision by Jamie to pull him out wouldn't have been easy, but I also think Jamie Moore was the he's, he's, he was the right coach for Tommy Coyle because most other coaches, a lot of other coaches, would have pro- pro- probably took the view of this might be his last fight. It's Madison Square Garden. It's a former world champion. There is no tomorrow. Fuck it, we're losing. But I'll give him another couple of rounds. Like oh, we're in. We're eight, we're in eight, the eighth now. Let's give him a couple getting, more rounds. Let's get getting tagged though, wasn't he? No, he was getting hurt, but I think the fact that Jamie knows him intimately, <laughs> you know, yeah, 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 he knows him as a as a person, as a friend. He knows his family. He knows his kids, and I think that relationship allowed Jamie more to go. That's it. I've seen enough now. I've seen enough. You, you've had enough, because. Tommy, they kept going. That's the problem. Tommy Coyle would, would not have fucking. Look at the stopped. way he was when he when he pulled him out. He was absolutely fucking livid. He was, yeah. But Jamie Moore, one hundred percent, made the right decision. Of he did. And I, I think, listen, that was Tommy's big moment, and it was always going to be a fairy tale for him to get a a, a, a win here. It was always a big stretch, the biggest ask. But he he can say he fought on that card. Yes, and this will go down in history of one of the fucking most monumental cards. This is up there now with. Madison Square Garden has been, over the years has been home to some of the most amazing moments in boxing, and another one got added at the weekend, courtesy of Andy Ruiz Jr. and Tommy Coyle forever can go. I fought on that card. I fought a former world champion. Yeah. It wasn't my night, but I give it a fucking good go. Yeah, man, tremendous, hundred percent, tremendous. Um, other little bits of news that dropped last week. Obviously, we uh, we told you earlier on in the show about Deontay Wilder dropping his next two fights. Listen, now that obviously what happened on Saturday night is happened. I'm fucking buzzing. <laughs> so fickle this game, isn't it? Luis Ortiz fight, the first fight, nobody comes away from that first fight, Deontay Wilder, Luis Ortiz, upset. They come no. away from it going, that was brilliant. Yeah. Deontay Wilder was out, then he was in, then he was out again, and then he ended up getting the job done. It was quality, world-class heavyweight boxing. Just with the prospect of him maybe fighting Anthony Joshua to become disputed, that's what maybe soured it a little bit. Now, it looks a fucking million dollars. Yeah. I am in 100%. For the rematch, great. If, if it happens. If it happens, of course. <laughs> if Ruiz doesn't stick his hand up and say, come on, son, I'll have a little bit of a knock with you. Can you imagine that? Fucking hell. Anyway, right? Then, obviously, announced... You better believe that conversation is going on right now. Deontay Wilder wants to fight Andy Ruiz Jr. for the all-them belts. Of course he does. And that then, could happen. That's. I think that... I Right here, right now... Andy Ruiz. I think Andy Ruiz versus Wilder is the next fight we're going to see. I don't... I, I, just, I, I don't care how good the contract is. Al Heyman, the whole of American boxing will see it as putting Eddie back on a fucking boat and sending him back to London. That's how they will oh, they will all be viewing it. Mm. Brilliant. Let's fucking keep it in house. Get chase them chase them limeys out of town. That's how they'll be viewing it, man. I'm telling you, these <laughs> conversations will be taking place right now. Second one, Tyson Fury. Then, if that happens, let's say it's Ruiz. Yeah, Ruiz Wilder, Wilder all the belts next January, February. Fucking the Gypsy King rocks into town. And then we get the Gypsy King (laughs) back on the A-side. Coming to blow the shit up again. Back to number one. Or fucking Tommy Schwartz knocks him out. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine that? And Ortiz does a number on Wilder. And then suddenly all the fucking bets are off. We could see Tommy Schwartz versus Andy Ruiz for all the belts in January. Oh, man. Uh, heavyweight Gotta boxing. Love it. Um, we are hearing that, even though it was never formally announced, Kovalev Yard ain't happening. I know. Um, this is nothing to Sad. do with Anthony Yard, either. Is it? Fuck, we wanted it. We were ready. Yeah. What do you mean, we? You and <laughs> I'm in now. You're in, you're, you're in there holding the bucket for Sunday, weren't you? <laughs> the, uh, we're hearing that the Russian organisers might have been uh, playing silly beggars, trying to tempt him over to Russia, thinking that he'd never actually take the gig, so therefore they could maybe get away with whatever. Yeah. So um, they could swerve the mandatory. And therefore he's uh, 
He stuck his hand up and said, yeah, all right, I'll fucking fight you in your own backyard. And they shit Tremendous. the pants. They ain't got enough dough to, uh, to sort it out. So it's looking like, and obviously Kovalev's going through all sorts outside the ring. Mm-hmm. So it's looking like that fight might be off. If it is, and it's not rescheduled, sharpish, the WBO might have to strip Kovalev and Yard fights for a vacant title. Brilliant. Wow, wow, wee wow. Brilliant. And what a... Get away from Sunday if that happens, because... That's it. He knows. It will forever be Kovalev was scared of us. Kovalev was running. He must have heard about them uh, Andre Ward skills. He oh, must have heard about it. Shat his pants. Fucking that off. Mm. Um, Amir Khan's having a little bit of a knock. It's Pakistan versus India. Mm. Not cricket, boxing. They're having a go. He's getting weighed into the best tune of 7 million on July the 12th for the WBC Pearl Belt. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Niraj Goyat. Yeah, I've never heard of him either. Um, he's lost a couple. He's drawn a couple. Um, but he's having a little bit of a knock with Amir Khan. One thing that does come out of this is, if you ever doubted the power that Amir Khan still holds in the world of boxing, even though yep. he's just had that performance against Terence Crawford, this seals Seven million it. quid. Seven million to go and have a fight against a kid that you never even heard of for a belt that you've never even heard of. A belt that doesn't exist at the moment. That's it. Someone has literally spunking on a WBC belt now, giving it a pearl necklace to make that fight happen. <laughs> there you go. Khan's got a knock. Unbelievable. Are we going, listen, are we going out to Jeddah? Do you, fancy do you know what? I'm, the only thing that's upsetting me is the belts. There's no point. Don't, just, it's nonsense. Yeah. You've made a belt up for a fight. Just leave it. Mm. Just because you want your commission. It's embarrassing how the WBC are throwing fucking stupid belts. Although, did you see the wicked like watch thing Callum Smith got? Like a WBC bracelet belt did thing? Did it? Did it? Yeah, listen, he ain't going to wear that in Liverpool, let me tell you, but... It was fucking mint. It was yeah. class. Oh, right. it, was like, it looked like a watch, but it was the w, it was a miniature WBC belt. Right. So it's like a weird bracelet thing. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. Listen, I'm I'm not going to pour shade on Amir Khan for taking this fight because one, he's getting fucking paid. So why wouldn't you? Yeah. And two, he's just basically quit against Terence Crawford. So give the man a break. You know, he's trying to feed his family. If someone wants to pay him seven million quid to fight some fucking Indian guy no one's ever heard of. Hey, all the better to Amir Khan. No, great. No, I'm saying I'm pouring no shade on that whatsoever. Mm. I don't want to go now. Uh, fights this week. Triple G, big drama show. He's in action. He couldn't get knocked out off Stevie Rolls, could he? At Madison Square Garden. Fucking hell, we've seen it all recently. Imagine that. Canelo's off, lads. Canelo's off. Callum Stevie S- Rolls against Canelo. Callum Smith should stick around in New York just yeah. in case. There you go. Could be, it could be him and uh, Canelo going nose to nose if Golovkin gets smoked. There you go. Uh, this is. Uh, I wouldn't bet against it now. This is the I, first uh, of his Dazon deal. Um, Canelo in, uh, sorry, Triple G in action uh, this weekend. I'll tell you the, the fight that I'm most interested in uh, is Oscar Valdez. He's back in action against Jason Sanchez. That's this weekend as well. The yeah. noises seem really positive from Carl Frampton. Carl Frampton's going to have a little bit of a knock. It looks like September time with the back end of the year, sorry, August time with the back end of the year being a, a shot at Oscar Valdez. That's a hell of a fight. Yeah, it's an unbelievable fight. Absolutely unreal. But he's got to come through this weekend first. Mm. I all better off now about put fucking nah, people coming through. No anything. predictions. Mate. In fact, speaking of predictions. Oh yeah, speaking. Fucking, of, I thought you forgot about this. No, have I fucked, right? Speaking of predictions, now I know that we get a little bit of tap on social media, right? We do say outlandish things on here. We're just having a bit of fun. I hope that when you listen to this, you feel like you're in the pub with us. We're just having a little bit of a chat about fight sports. Sometimes we say stuff that's absolutely ridiculous. Sometimes we say... Andy Ruiz is the fucking A-side! <laughs> Sometimes we say stuff that is, you know, close to the truth and we're going with our gut instincts, okay? Um, now, I know that our social... Just fucking play it. No, no. Right? Because there's been people, Nick, over the last couple of years that have been tweeting our social media giving me personal shit. Yeah, yeah. Me so per- you just upload the show. That's it. That's your job. That Press I just, record. That's Press it. upload. You're only here to showcase Nick's talents. That's basically <laughs> the Don't noise. Like my fluffer. That's it. Right? I just want to take us back now. So December 2018, do you remember that when we sit there? It was actually at the Frampton Warrington press conference. We sat there mm-hmm. and we said, right, let's do our end of year show. We'll review 2018 and we'll make some outlandish predictions for 2019. Yeah? Just fucking play it. Outlandish, listen, outlandish predictions for 2019. Bear in mind, this was six months ago. That's right, motherfuckers. <laughs> Uh, predictions and desires uh, for 2019. Stuff that you want to see, stuff that you think that might happen. Um, stuff that might, you, from a positive point of view, or maybe from a Barry point of view, that might not happen. Yeah. I've got one Barry in there. 
I've got one, Barry. You give ready? Us, give us your Barry, yeah. No, I'll give you my three. The, I've, I've just come up with three, right? Um, this is an obvious one. I think everybody will go along with this. Josh Taylor will be a world champion in 2019. Yeah. Okay. Um, I genuinely think he'll get his shit together. Billy Joe Saunders will also be a world champion once again in 2019. Oh, I hope so. Right? I hope so. Are you ready for this? Yeah. This is me, Barry. Anthony Joshua won't be a world champion at some point in 2019. Ooh. <laughs> there you go. There's me, Barry. <laughs> There you go. If you're casting for the new fucking broken brand of Game of Thrones, I'm your boy. I can see into the future. I'm the three-eyed <laughs> raven or whatever he's fucking called. Get me in there, baby. <laughs> I, I hate the way you cut off my predictions there because I did say yeah. there will be a fat Mexican heavyweight champion no. of the world. Do you want me to tell you? At I, some stage. Do you know something? I wish I'd have actually kept the recording. Because I did actually agree with you, though. At the end of yours, I'm sure I said to you, I agree with you, Joshua. Did you? Is that what you said? No, because just after that, you actually said uh, that Anthony Fowler, or something like that, would go on to be British champion in his next fight. That's what you said at that particular point when I chopped that bit out. I, yes. actually, then Thanks, said, I actually said then in... Uh, Two minutes after that, that Craig Glover would go on to be British champion in his very next fight. He got chin. Brilliant. Win some, lose some. Dubbed it out. That's Brilliant. it. That's it. We're only <laughs> going to tell you the good stuff. I'm sure you remind me of all the bad stuff this week. No question about it. Listen, what a show! What an unbelievable show at the weekend. This is. I know this that, is why. We, this is why we love fight sports so much. This that, is why because anything can happen it. just on a knife edge. You know, it, it, it's just like. This is why fight sports is so engrossing and so. It just sucks you in because anything can happen, certainly in the heavyweight division. Anything can happen. You don't know what is going on between one man's ears. And I know. I work, not, I work with you every yeah. fucking week. I have no idea what's in there. If, if you're not 100% going into that ring or that cage, then you're going to get found out. You're going to get found out badly. And on our UFC show this week, we also talk about some guys over in UFC who, who unexpectedly yeah. got lost, got knocked out. And the way they responded... It wasn't the way Anthony Joshua responded, and that's what I keep coming back to. That now, in the immediate aftermath, less than 24 hours after the moment that happened, my thoughts are still, what the fuck is going on in his head? He's not right. He's not right. If this is the first time you've ever come across us, come on. You know what to do now. Subscribe. This nonsense is like this every single week. I know that you've you've just nipped in. You're thinking, oh, my mate's been recommending this fight disciple shit. What are they all talking about? Don't you worry. There's plenty more of this nonsense to come your way. And... And there's T-shirts, yeah. hoodies, yeah. pin badges. Aye. And guess what's coming live this week? Go ahead. Live and available via fightdisciplesstore.com. The item every person needs to be wearing this summer. That's right. Mo Hooker socks, baby. The Mo Hooker socks are going live. We are going to uh, make them live when Mo announces his next fight, which will be for uh, the unification of the super lightweight division, which we had confirmed at the weekend. Yes. That's it. When he announces it, the socks are out, baby. Literally. We're all knocking it out. Uh, please subscribe to us on uh, iTunes. You're looking for Fight Disciples. Fightdisciples.com is our website. Come on, go to it, subscribe to it. However you need to get this in your life every single week, it will be there for you. At Fight Disciples on Facebook and Twitter. Please uh, follow us there. And at The Fight Disciples on Instagram. Remember, kids, muscles don't win fights. Mexicans do. We'll catch you Meat and gravy time. does. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.